0: To take another 15% off of this course, and uh, we can't wait to see you there. Processes and tools dominate today's Agile discussions, but we are devoted to the individuals and interactions that make it work. From the beginner to the veteran practitioner, we have something for you. Welcome to Agile for Humans. All right, welcome to this week's episode of Agile for Humans. I'm your host, Ryan Ripley. Joining me tonight, a repeat guest. She went out, she did some, some work. She's been working behind, she's been in stealth mode. Uh, Natalie Warnert's back. She's been working on her Women in Agile project with the uh, Agile Alliance, the big conference. She is ready to come back and tell us what she's been up to. This is very exciting. She promised to give kind of an update when she was ready and now she's here. So Natalie, uh, welcome and thanks for coming back to, uh, to fill us in on this.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. I feel really uh, feel really covert right now. Stealth mode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's what all the big startups like. They talk, oh, sorry, we can't talk. We're in stealth mode, and you know, I thought it, I thought it fit here because you have been working very hard uh, behind the scenes with a very talented group of of women to get this program put together. So, what's going on?
1: Yeah, so I just wanted to create some hype around it, and we'll just talk a little bit about what's what's coming up here. So for those of you who don't know, last year we did a um, first run of the event, um, Women in Agile, and we did it right before the Agile 2017 conference, or 2016, excuse me, this year's 2017. This year we want to add on to that even more. And so we're looking at doing um, is adding a number of different things. Um, Last year's theme was a little bit more about inform, right? What's the problem here? And this year, our theme is empower. How do we empower women, empower each other to continue to build on on what we started last year and and what a lot of people have been doing in their own individual efforts? And so a number of really fun things coming this year. Number one, new keynote, really exciting keynote, which I will talk about. Number two, an opportunity to create some really tangible outcomes that you can take and say, hey, what can I actually do tomorrow? And number three, an opportunity for you to potentially be a closing keynote if you are so interested. And then a couple other add-on things. We might have some some swag goodies. Um, and taking a, a renewed look at supporting the code of conduct for the conference which sometimes is overlooked. So that's that's your quick teaser. Any questions first to start off there Ryan? Otherwise I can, you know I can talk for like 2 hours, I won't.
0: <laughs> well, we both can, which is why we have to we have to you know, this is kind of a pair effort because we have to make sure we keep each other in check. But yeah, I'm very interested in the keynote because you, when you set the the tone of empower. I mean, that's a huge message that you're trying to fire right out the gate with. Uh, the energy's got to be high. You've got to set it. You know the tone just right. Who have you brought in to to get that thing kicked off?
1: Yeah. So we've we've brought in a keynote. Um. Her name is Abigail Harrison, and Abigail is a young woman who has a great big goal. And she actually hails from my home state of Minnesota. Um. I actually I've never met her, and I didn't know about her until recently when I was starting to search for an idea for a keynote, and someone had mentioned that I reach out to her, but. Abby is under the Twitter handle Astronaut Abby, and I say she's a young woman because she is 19 years old, and she has been in the STEM community for a very long time. She's done a lot of really amazing things, things that a lot of us haven't even done. Um, She has gone to space camp, and she has done TED Talks. She's wanted to be an astronaut ever since she was, I think, six years old. And her goal is to become the first astronaut on Mars. Now, what Abby's doing to achieve that goal um, and to also help the STEM community is really trying to get other other women and other, you know, all genders, but children, everybody involved in space exploration. And so she really created some, some big hype around it. And one of the things she talks about in one of her, her TED Talks, which it's just super interesting was she flew to Kazakhstan to see a liftoff um, and a rocket launch there. And first of all, this was, (laughs) this is when she was a sophomore in high school. Um, I don't think most of us have been to Kazakhstan ever, but definitely not as a sophomore in high school. Uh, I probably couldn't afford it now. And there's, you know, a sophomore in high school probably can't afford it. So what did she do? Um, Abby did a Kickstarter And she got it crowdfunded. And by doing that, she was able to go number one and live stream the entire event and create a huge amount of hype around it. Another really interesting thing that she has done is she's created a nonprofit called the Mars generation that helps to fund um, kids to help go to space camp and learn about the universe. And I just, I think that's, that's so cool. And she's done a lot more in, in you know her teenage years, that a lot of us are probably going to do in our whole lives, in the realm of, of empowering people and really making our dream come true. So, I'm super excited to have her. And um, the other the other cool thing is um, the her nonprofit is that just that it's a nonprofit, and so. If anyone's interested in in donating to that, we're going to do a big, um, big donation to her just as a thank you for coming and and speaking with us. And I think she'll do a great job in, you know, empowering empowering everyone, challenging them to think bigger and just really saying, you know what, what is holding me back? Why can't I do this? Um, it's going to be a great great motivational keynote to kick off the event. And I'm I'm super excited for it.
0: Well, oh, it sounds like you found just an an amazing young lady to 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 just Get that high energy, you know. That's phenomenal. That at nineteen years old, she's going to be standing in front of a crowd uh, that will most likely be much older. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, I I'm no longer near nineteen. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where you're at, but um, you know, that's going to be phenomenal to see uh, such a talented young lady stand up and, and really inspire you know a room full of of, of women and hopefully men too. That uh, about empowerment and how. You know it seems like this amazing amount of focus and drive is going to bring her to her dream and i think that's such a, a critical and important message for everybody that it that that sounds like just such an amazing find that you and your group that's organizing uh women in agile have found so uh, congratulations on that i am uh, incredibly excited to see how this goes
1: yeah thanks i'm super excited um so since you said that i'm i'm assuming i'm going to see you there ryan
0: well, I can't see how we could have these conversations and then I not show up.
1: Right? It, <laughs> it would just not. be,
0: it'd be kind of wrong. But uh, no, I, I'm definitely uh, going to show up to, I will be at the Women in Agile event. Uh, very happy to, to find out that the keynote's going to be this amazing young lady. You know, couldn't ask for anything better to start off uh, the the big conference, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So just as a a quick aside, um, for folks that are interested in in coming, and I hope you all are, the event will be on Sunday, August 6th, before the conference officially starts. Um, It's from one to four in the afternoon. So hopefully you can get an early morning flight in there. Actually, excuse me, one to five. Um, And after five, we'll have a we'll have a quick happy hour. Um, so we can debrief on the wonderful event. But the registration cost is fifty dollars. Um, you do not need to register to the conference in order to go. So if you're just if you happen to be around Orlando at that time and you just want to come, but you don't want to come to the big conference, totally fine. And in order to find that, you can just go to the Agile Alliance website. Um, you can look me up on Twitter. My handle is at Natalie Warnert, and I tweet about it all the time. Otherwise, just do a quick Google search, um, you know, Women in Agile, Agile 2017, and it'll be one of the first results up there.
0: So, Natalie, something that comes to mind when people hear the, the Women in Agile segments of the conference, especially from a male perspective, I think that's, that's the only one I'm qualified to offer. But, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, when, when they hear that, there's some reluctance. I think there's some definitely curiosity. I know there's a lot of curiosity on, on the male side of the fence. You know, it's, it's wrong to separate, but I think there is some kind of, of, of male side of the fence on this topic. I think there's, there's curiosity, there's interest, there's also hesitation. So what can you say to the guys out there? Because I've heard you a few times say that you hope to see men uh, participate. I, I think it's great that there's that invitation. But what yeah. can a guy expect? Uh, how can we contribute... Uh, first of all, I think by attending is most of, is important. But then what are what are the expectations or what are the what how do we help um when we show up and attend a, a an event like this?
1: Yeah, so great question. Um so number one, yes, absolutely. Everybody is welcome. When you actually look at the title of the event, yes, it says women in agile because that's how it's been branded for the last few years, but it also says the changing face of Agile. And I named it that very purposefully because the face of Agile is changing. This isn't just about women. This isn't about men. This is about diversity in general. And, you know, the, the face of Agile is changing by the way that, that it looks, but it's also, it's it's changing how we, we show up and who shows up. And so everybody is important and has a completely integral part in that. Um, last year, I think we had about uh, 10% of, of men or 10% of the attendees were men that showed up and that was great. Um, I also have one or two guys that are on the committee that are helping to form this event. And so that's been wonderful getting those perspectives. I can completely understand the hesitance. Um, and again, it's definitely not meant to be exclusive. Um, but as far as, is what you can expect, um, it's, it's definitely not, Man shaming. Um, <laughs> it's it's not anything like that. It's really, hey, how do we empower other people? Um, how do we share our experiences collectively in order to really make this community better? And I hope that men can get can get as much out of it, if not more than women. As far as, hey, what might it look like to be on the other side of the coin? Or even if you know, if you're a man that's not as involved as you want to be, it's not just, hey, how do we get more women involved? It's how do we get more people involved so that we're not seeing the same people up on stage all the time not to say that you know they're they're bad people or they have um, bad ideas but there's always new ideas out there and how do we ensure that we continue to pave the path for people to you know start sharing those ideas and and get the opportunity to do so and so I'd say with with men that that want to come um first of all I mean it's obviously an awesome keynote and you know a lot of <laughs> A lot of men have wives, a lot of men have daughters. Um, you know, how can you help to empower them while still empowering yourself? What can you learn? Just come in with a an open mind, come in with questions. you know come in with ideas, and it's really just about getting everything out on the table. That's well, my opinion.
0: well, that sounds great, and I think it's important that people understand the the role of diversity, especially in our community. you know we we are big on the the pair programming the mob programming the the multiple brains uh, you know uh, going after one problem or one issue, and the fact that um, that we do that makes diversity so crucial, right because if you have the same same people same faces, same looks in your mob or in, in your pair or in your organization, you get the same kind of ideas and so the fact yeah. that we're we're looking for this kind of diversity, the fact that we acknowledge it as as an issue in our community, I think is wonderful the fact that that people like you step up and say, hey, what can we do here in a very positive way? And that's what I've always appreciated about how you and others have approached us. It's, it's a very positive. It's a, hey, this is an open invitation. This is a a this is a, a forward-looking event to figure out how we do tangible, positive things. And, and I think it's just, that kind of work is just excellent. So very happy to support that on the podcast. Very happy to attend. I hope many of the male listeners out there uh, take an interest in this and realize that this is a real opportunity uh, to improve your teams and your organizations by understanding these perspectives that are going to come out of this event.
1: Yeah. I mean, a lot of it is really about perspectives that we come in with, biases that we come in with, you know, and even just helping us to become more aware of our own biases, um, implicit ones that we might not necessarily know that we have. That's a it's near and dear to my heart. It's a talk I did last week, but basically, yeah, just how do we get that in the the forefront and continue moving forward with all those things? And what you said reminds me of a, I don't, I have no idea who said this, but it's a quote that someone used to tell me when I was in high school uh, swimming. And like, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always gotten. And, you know, I know that's, (laughs) that's a quote that a lot of people can, can relate to. And so, right, if we don't make some changes, we're going to end up staying in the same spot. We're going to be stagnant. And so that's definitely not what we want in
0: our community. Hey, everybody. Ryan Ripley here. We're going to take a quick break to hear a word from TechWell and their Agile Dev West conference when we come back more with Natalie. Is your Agile team struggling to be Agile? Turn your team's Agile struggles into learning opportunities for project improvement, product coaching, and measurability, identifying where and when to stamp out our bottlenecks, and embracing the challenges of Scrum and Kanban. Learn how at Agile Dev West, the premier Agile conference, June 4th through the 9th in Las Vegas, Nevada. With over 100 learning and networking opportunities over six days, Agile Dev West is the ideal event to find solutions to your challenges, develop and strengthen skills, supercharge knowledge, and re-energize career growth. Take deep dives into Agile implementation, development, leadership, test and QA, Scrum, Enterprise, Project Management, Requirements, and Processes and Metrics. Agile for Human listeners can use the code AgileDev to receive $200 off their conference registration fee. Explore the program at well.tc forward slash AgileDev. Well, you had also teed up some tangible takeaways from this event, and so I think we've just led into that nicely. Uh, so I think, again, we're pairing up on this podcast and we're, we're weaving through it correctly. But so what are some of these tangible things that people can expect to to as takeaways as they participate throughout this this half day?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, the second part of the event, kind of the, the middle portion is going to be more of a open space workshop format. And so that will be run by run like a fairly normal open space. It's going to be a little bit more targeted, though targeted around specifically um, two different ideas um, as now. Um, number one, right, how, how do we empower people to make their own communities and get in touch with their own communities? There's a community that started, I'm not actually sure when it started. It, it, I think it started before um, we did this event last year, but there's a really strong community of women in Agile down in South Florida. And... So we're trying to get some people together and understand, hey, how did you get that that community together? What are some action steps? What action plans can we take that people can take back with them if they want to start their own type of community? It doesn't even have to be a women in agile community, but you know, some sort of a subset of an agile community or even if you don't have an agile community around you, how do you how do you start something like that? What are some of the things to to get in place and ensure that people are aware and they're they're being involved? So that's one of the one of the topics. And then the other one is a little bit more around the, um, idea sharing at the conference level that we've been talking about a little bit. So, Hey, if you've never submitted to a conference or maybe you've submitted and you haven't got in, or maybe, um, you're just, you're just not sure or on the opposite side, Hey, I submit to conferences all the time and I always get in, right. How do we get those people together in, um, a workshop type format and, Share those ideas and come away with, hey, here are some tangible things you can do. Maybe here's a place that you go that um, has a list of all the conferences that have call for papers open at a certain time. Um, you know, what if you've never written something, a uh, submission? What are people looking for? I think those of us who have been reviewers at the Agile Alliance conference, right? We have an idea of of what those those conferences are are looking for and just kind of pulling some of the mystique out of it. Um, right. Because, you know, obviously we're trying to get the best programs, but you can have people that are really good writers and are terrible speakers. You can have people that are terrible writers and are really good speakers and have good ideas. And so how do we level that playing field? Let's get some of those secrets out there. Um, you know, it, it shouldn't be this, this exclusive club. And so how do we come away with that? And like I was mentioning before we went on the air to you, um, you know, a few weeks ago, you had a podcast with Lisa Crispin and she talked about some of the work she'd been doing in that, that space, as far as pairing with people to help them write submissions, pairing with people to, um, help present those. And that's a great way to break into speaking. If you're just a little bit unsure and you want a little bit, um, you want someone that's more experienced that can help you that mentor. Um, so it's, it's also helping to pair people up with that and, coming away with some tangible ideas. Hey, what could I do tomorrow if I wanted to submit something or who could I talk to? So that's, you kind of have those, those couple choices. And then um, folks can break out topics among those if they want. It doesn't have to be limited to those topics, but those are a couple that we want to seed just to ensure that, um, that people are, are talking about those. Cause that was some of the feedback we got from last year's event was, you know, those things specifically. Yeah. We so actually the workshop portion.
0: And that sounds amazing. And I, I think some of the listeners will remember, I've, I think I've told this story a few times, uh, my, my speaking endeavors at agile conferences started because of, or with the help of Diane Zajac Woody. So oh, yeah, I had no idea how to submit a talk. I thought I had good ideas and, uh, she quickly pointed to some of that were decent and how to make them better. Uh, but also guided me through the writing of an abstract and how you have to have the abstract tied to the learning outcomes and how, you know, a skeleton slide deck is better than no slide deck. And, and just the ability to convey the ideas in very clear, concise language, but also give the reviewers, you know, a confidence level that you're going to be able to show up and actually present. Uh, and it was just invaluable. So I actually did. I followed that exact path. I paired up with Diane. We talked about a few submissions uh, she got me into some local conferences just by helping me get this thing crafted correctly. And that's led to, um, you know, quite a few events afterwards. Uh, I, and, and I think it's just so important. I know you and I have both been reviewers, I think for the Agile Alliance big conference, there is kind of a mystique to it, but it, uh, you know, we did an episode on, on this. So we had Don Gray come on and Jason Tice had a, had a submission and and we were kind of cutting through that and helping him out. And we kind of gave an example of what reviewers would actually look at Mm -hmm. uh, in an abstract. And I think it was interesting, but I think there's still some inside baseball left to be uncovered uh, as we, as we learn more and as we review more, that's gotta be invaluable, especially when you think about empowering women in the agile community to start start speaking because regardless of intent, uh, the number of the ratios are still not they're they're not even close to equal.
1: No. I think they've improved, but yeah, they're not at they're not at an equal level.
0: Totally. And so I yeah. I think I think this is a, a brilliant topic. It's one that has directly affected my speaking and and heck, I, I should just it's affected my career. You know, the ability mm-hmm. to get on stage and present ideas has a huge impact on your career, your ability to uh, what kind of rates you can ask for, what kind, you know, all of those doors open. And, uh, I I think it's wonderful that you're providing this, you know, very practical, uh, type, type of workshop that can actually have a direct influence uh, on many people's lives.
1: Yeah. I mean, and that's exactly what I, I hope it does because it's something that it's very personal to me when I get asked a lot. Um, honestly, I just got asked like last week, as far as, hey, Natalie, how have you gotten into speaking? And I never exactly know what to say. Um, I don't have, a, you know, I don't have a, a story or a person um, like Diane, though I do know her. Um, you know, when I did it, when I first submitted about four years ago, I just did it on a complete whim. Um, and this is a story I don't tell a lot of people, but I had no idea what I was doing, and I, I didn't tell anybody that I submitted to a conference because I was so terrified of being embarrassed when it didn't get in um and it did get in but you know after after that i kind of started to figure out here's maybe what people are looking for started to reach out to some people in the community that i was close to and said hey could you review this so kind of did it from that perspective but again that's a really it's an intimidating thing to do and i took a lot of risks at that point um i was pretty young so it didn't seem like it was that big of a deal but i look back now and i'm like gosh when people ask me how to replicate those steps, it's kind of like, well, just do it. But it's really hard to do. <laughs> um, you know, I wrote, I wrote a blog post, oh gosh, probably two, three years ago now about just some tips to get conference submissions um, accepted after I had been a reviewer. And I would probably, I should I would need to look back at that and I should probably toss that out there again and put it back on the top of social media and hopefully it can help some people or maybe, um, you know, just, yeah, toss that out there a little bit. But Yeah, there's, there's partially a step by step thing, but partially it's just, you have to figure some of that out. And it's kind of the thing I I would talk about is, hey, how do I help you make your own luck? Because half of it was luck, right? And so what are some of the steps I took to to make that luck? And, you know, what can, what can actually be replicated and and maybe help you too? Um, Because, yeah, it's just a, I look back at the path and I'm not really sure how I got here sometimes either. It was just some steps that aligned and it was really lucky. And, um, you know, not to say I didn't put work in, I absolutely did, but it is, there's that, that veil it's behind this veil of uncertainty.
0: Yeah, so. I completely agree. We'll get a link to your, your post, uh, in the show notes. I think I'll go ahead and link uh, that podcast. I try not to do that. I, I know it's, uh, everybody's busy. You can only listen to so many podcasts, but I think if you're interested in conference speaking, you know, read Natalie's post first. I, I think I I'm certain there's a lot of great insights in there and then check out uh the episode that I'll link in the show notes because I think it'll be we had a very candid conversation around yeah this is why we would reject something mm-hmm. and it, and usually it has nothing to do with the speaker's ability it was just uh an incoherent submission or we yeah. didn't quite get it or you know it, it it's a lot of those things and sometimes it's very it's it's all you know what I should, it's always subjective
1: it's completely subjective
0: i mean we are we are completely going. We'll get into this. I, I think we'll talk about this at the event, but it's it's one of those where I think there's gonna be a lot of good tangible outcomes. Natalie's very humble um, when she talks about the luck <laughs> and the magic. You know, I think there are some very concrete steps that uh, if we if I hope you and I have a chance to sit down and work on this uh, in yeah. a group because I think there's probably very concrete driven steps that you took that helped make this happen that that perhaps your your humility is is preventing you from sharing, but
1: I would love to have someone help facilitate it out of me. Um,
0: <laughs> Not that you need the help. I think it's, I think it's great that, cause I, I look back to, and I, um, I think, yeah, there was some luck, but you know what? You and I are both, both very active in our local communities. Uh, we're very, when we're at conferences, we talk to a lot of people, we make a lot of connections. We try to be good friends To those that we meet, we tried. You know, I don't know about you. I do know that that you do this too, but you know, everyone on the podcast, we try to to promote, you know, like crazy everything they're doing, make sure that they're wildly successful. Um, And I find that when you're, you know, and you do this too all over the place. And when you act like that, I think it comes back around as maybe people call it good karma, but it's really just that participating in a positive way in the community. That in and of itself, I think, helps create some of that magic and some of that luck that you're talking about.
1: Yeah, I mean, and hopefully and so one of the things we we talked about last year at the event too was, you know, just around networking and that's that's a a higher level learning outcome of the event. Right? We're not going to have a workshop on networking, but hopefully by being there, you're starting to build up your network or continuing to build it up. There's going to be a lot of really great people there. Yeah. Um at least I hope so. And so, before you click on the link to my blog, we're going to hopefully also put the women in agile registration link in there. Yep. So you can go and and register for that. Um, again, it's just, I'm super excited. I, I would love to see it grow. from last year. We had about a hundred people and I would love to see, um, I would love to see more than that just because I think it's, it's such a great event. And, um, you know, yeah, we're not, I'm not getting any sort of profit out of this by any means. It's just, I'm so passionate about it. It's been one of the one of the main goals that I've been and working on for the last probably three years. So, you
0: know, and I would love to see the the Agile for Humans community show up and and represent at this event. And I maybe we'll work on a little extra prize for those from from the Agile for Humans community. I'll do this, not you guys. Maybe you
1: can get some stickers. Maybe Everyone we'll
0: stickers. oh we'll do some stickers. Maybe we could even look at like hoodies or something. Ooh, maybe we'll up the ante a bit. So we'll work on that. <laughs> I. I would love to see the 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 Agile for Humans community uh, represent we will work on whether it's stickers or something a little bigger. Well, there will be a little bump. So I I would love to see that it would be great to see, you know, this group really show up and and positively contribute to this this great effort.
1: Yeah, that would be so wonderful. So I have I have two other things that I want to talk about about the event that sure. I want to make sure we get in. All right. Um so number 3 we're sticking to the empower theme. Okay? So we talked about our keynote. We talked about the middle of the event, which is the workshop, which we're trying to get some of those tangible outcomes. What can I do tomorrow? Um, and number 3 directly tying in to the empower theme. We have not yet announced a closing keynote or keynotes. When you look at the registration site for Women in Agile, there's actually a place where you can sign up if you're interested in doing um, a lightning talk as one of the closing keynotes. And specifically, what we're looking for here are speakers that don't have a lot of speaking experience. Hey, maybe you submitted that thing to the conference this year and it didn't get in. And um, you haven't listened to Ryan's podcast yet, so you don't know why. But, (laughs) you know, or, hey, I I just wasn't sure about it. I, I didn't feel confident submitting it. Um, but I have a couple ideas that I'd love to share. And so we're looking for, you know, probably two to three people, um, to, to give a lightning talk at the end. And that's kind of, we're hoping that gives you a leg up, right? You can talk about on your resume, you can talk about on your blog, you can just talk about to your network. Hey, guess what? I got to keynote, um, closing keynote at this event. I gave a lightning talk. And the other thing we're, we're doing with that Again, we're we're looking for speakers that don't do this all the time because the speakers, the speakers that do this all the time, they do it all the time, right? They don't need any more help. Not, well, not to say they don't need any more help, but, <laughs> you know, they're, they're doing – they know what they're doing. And we really want to open the door for people that, um, that haven't had their ideas heard. We want to get those new ideas heard. And so the other thing we're going to try and do is – or that we are going to do is we're going to provide you with a mentor to help you – get that talk into a good place where you're, you're feeling confident about it. Um, You know, just, Hey, if you have any questions, this mentor will be available to meet with you. If um, you know, you want, you know, an objective opinion um, you know, someone to run through it with those types of things. That's what we want to try and and provide there. Uh, And that's, you know, again, that's giving people an opportunity to number one, be a mentor, but number two also be a mentee and and really um, help that to advance, you know if you're you're looking to break into the the speaking so that's that's kind of the the last the last thing we're trying to do with that event
0: so that is phenomenal so it actually this is a great way if you've wanted to start speaking and you're not sure how it, it, for me anyways the first one led to many more and yeah. so having having a closing keynote like this you know on on your next submission shows the next set of reviewers that you've given a talk, so it means you're going to show up. It means you're going to be uh, somewhat coherent, and that you're going to give a, a good show. And that's really mm-hmm. what they're what they're interested in. Are you going to be able to show up, give a good presentation, drop some very interesting knowledge on people? And it's that first one that really helps get the next. So, I mean, what a great opportunity to get some some speaking careers launched.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's that foot in the door, and um, like I said, it's it's more of a lightning talk, or sometimes they call them pichacucha. So you know, seven to 10 minutes, pretty short. So you don't have to, you don't have to worry about being up there for two hours. Um, but you know, it gives you the chance to, to just get out there and break into it. Um, so we're really, really excited about that. And so we're going to hopefully have yeah, two to three spots, um, for, for people to do that. So that link to basically submit to that. And we just have a few really simple questions on the, the Google form is right out on the registration webpage. So, um, you know, please, please do that. And if, um, yeah. If if you get selected, um, we will provide you with a, a mentor and it'll be hopefully a really good experience for everybody.
0: Perfect. So Natalie, anything else you'd like to share about uh, or even like tease the closing keynote?
1: Well, not the closing keynote. There was one other piece I wanted to share. Okay. Um, this is actually more toward the beginning, but um, for some reason I had it on the end of my list. Um, the other thing we're going to do this year is Um, We're going to spend about 10 minutes at the beginning of the event, since it's right before the conference starts. Um, We're going to go over the code of conduct for the conference. And I think that's something that's really important that a lot of conferences don't do a great job of. And we just want to make sure that everybody understands what the code of conduct is. And um, we're also going to have safety pins to hand out. So if anyone ever feels uncomfortable at the conference, um, you know, people will be wearing safety pins and um, if if you see someone with one of those and, you know, you had something inappropriate or something that made you uncomfortable, it happened, that's a safe person to go to. Um, I was actually just informed today that the code of conduct also says you're not supposed to use foul language in your presentation, so I'm violating it at, at certain points. Um, so, things that we all can probably take heat on, I don't think we necessarily we think about that, and that's probably one of the more minor infractions depending on the type of, of language, not to say that Foul language isn't offensive to people, but um, maybe we should have that part out. <laughs> but anyway, um, no, we're just going to put a focus on on the code of conduct and um, just show that we, we do think it's important. And as a diverse community and as an inclusive community, we take a lot of value in um, ensuring that people know and that they hold themselves to the high standards.
0: I think that's important. It's uh, It's something that... You know Amitai Schleier. I think many of the the listeners are familiar with Amitai. He and I paired on a talk, so pairing isn't just for new speakers. So Amitai and I both give many conference talks through uh, each year. Uh, we thought it would be fun to pair up and see what each other does, and we spent probably the first uh, three or four minutes highlighting the code of conduct at and it and they they have it in the form of an anti-harassment policy at Big Apple Scrum Day, but it was meant to fill the same purpose. And mm-hmm. so we explained that, um, you know, it, it's, not, it's not necessarily a, here's what we prohibit, it's here's what we expect. And if yeah. we don't share those expectations, uh, how would you know? And so I think it's a very positive thing to do at the, at the beginning of a conference. Uh, and we actually got quite a few comments from, from many different people uh, in the audience about just really being appreciative of the fact that we highlighted those expectations up front, that we made it very clear uh, first of all, that we kind of celebrated the fact that there was a code of conduct. And then secondly, we helped make clear what, the, what participation in a positive way looked like uh, and how all of those things were important. I was very surprised, honestly, uh, at the feedback on that. But I, I think it was wildly successful, uh, very much appreciated. And I think it's, it's critically important. So it's a wonderful thing that, that you guys are taking on. And uh, I, I, I would love to see more conferences spend the open... The, before the opening keynote, let's just... Th- let's spend five minutes and talk about expectations.
1: Right. I mean, it's just... it's, It's the same thing as how we would... How we should run a meeting, right? We spend you know, what's the purpose? What are the expectations? What are our working agreements? Right. And we forget about that stuff a lot. And I think that's, that's really important in trying to get back to some of those basics because we know when we actually go over those things at the beginning of a meeting or, you know, the beginning of a talk, we talk about an agenda. It always ends up going a little bit faster or not, excuse me, not faster, a little bit better because people understand what's expected of them and what's, you know, what's not expected of them.
0: Well, it sounds like, you and you and the team—you're putting together a great event in this women in Agile on the Sunday prior to the Big conf. Uh I hope, like I said, I hope to see many uh, many listeners at this event. I'm I'm now committed to participating. I'll be signing up here in the next couple of days to make sure I reserve my spot. Uh, <laughs> so I'll be flying in uh, probably early Sunday so I can make sure to participate. And then also, I think you and I are both speaking at the Big conf.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I haven't looked at the schedule. I am speaking. Um, I'm excited. The The talk I'm doing is called, um, oh no, it's going to escape me. Um, it's called, there is such a thing as too much customer feedback and it's killing your MVP. It talks about how sometimes when we make something that's too specific for one customer, um, it's, it's not scalable and we end up, um, you know, really Really violating a lot of the principles that we we shouldn 't be violating, um, we just get caught up so i 'm excited about that one so that'll be that that'll be there after the after the women in agile event but that 's really where my focus is right now
0: i think i 'm doing um, no estimates in oh, orlando nice. so that'll that'll be a firing score squ- I think that would actually be a talk where a code of conduct refresher would be appropriate
1: <laughs> yeah, probably people get pretty heated when you Start talking about taking away their estimates or making them estimate, either one.
0: Either one, it gets pretty heated. But uh, I think, you know, the, the, and it was really Amitai who brought this idea forward about highlighting the code of conduct. I will definitely be doing this in all of my talks going forward. Uh, and I would encourage others out there in the community. You know, and Nat- Natalie, I know you've said this is very important. I'm sure this is something you talk about. But I'd love to see many of the other speakers just give up two of your minutes
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and, and just highlight it in a slide and say, it's here. This is what it's for. These are the expectations. And so I think it helps, you know, that organizational or, or that just that psychological safety, just, just moving that needle a little bit, I think makes the, the experience richer for everyone.
1: Yeah. I mean, and just the repetition, right? Um, if by the end of it, people are like, Oh, I'm so sick of hearing about the code of conduct. Yeah. But you heard about it, right? You know, it's, it's there, it's fresh. So that's a good thing. Um, yeah, just a couple of other things um, from me before we wrap up the Women in Agile event. So like I said, um there's plenty of opportunities for people to get involved. Um like I said, if you're interested in speaking, we have um we have the the submission open for lightning talks if you're interested in that. Um if you're interested in being a, a mentor for a speaker, um please feel free to reach out to me. Um, in addition, if you're interested in being a volunteer for the day of the event and, um, helping people register or just, you know, kind of running around and doing some last minute things. I know some people are amazing at that. We have amazing volunteers. So feel free to reach out to me again. You can, you can reach me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is is at Natalie Warner. So, um, can use all the help we can get. And if you just want to be an attendee, yes, do that.
0: Very good. (laughs) So we'll have links to all of that in the show notes. Um, I'll go ahead and say, if you end up, if you're, if you ha- if you don't have enough mentors, I would be happy to help. I think I yeah. I, I think I'm okay at getting conference talks accepted or, or at least in decent shape. So if you need help, I'm happy to do it. Uh, sounds
1: like it sounds like you are from what we were talking about before.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> it, it's you know, we've, we I think we've talked about this a few times in normal years. And so here's here's let's do a little inside baseball if you don't mind. Sure. So I don't I don't know about you, but when when I've traditionally submitted it's about a 50-50. I'll get rejected in some places, I'll get accepted in some. And so you typically submit to a few more than you normally would because you're trying to get a balance and you want to get three or four, have it have a good spread in, in in time, and then you know, you're you're back to work, billable hours, all that stuff. Does that sound pretty fair?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'd say I'm at about fifty fifty. Um, you know, especially in the the earlier years, um, you know, it was definitely more submissions. Right. Um, now as it's, it's gotten further and I'm sure you, you can probably attest to this too. Um, more people will reach out to me and ask me if I'm interested in speaking. Right. Um, which is something that took a while to get built up to. Um, and it's, it's wonderful, um, to, you know, have people recognize that. Um, but it's definitely, definitely not something that happened overnight. Like this has been four years in the making. So, right.
0: Yeah, definitely a lot of hard work there. And, and certainly have seen some of that too. But this was a, a bizarro year, submitted to seven and got seven. And, nice. so, and so it's like, okay, this is, and this is an anomaly. This is, this is a good year. Um, hey, we
1: should buy a lottery ticket. I
0: know, right? I should, <laughs> I should buy some quick picks, but
1: Something.
0: It, it, everybody gets rejected. So mm-hmm. I think two years in a row, I went 0 for 4 at the big conference before landing one. I know... Every every big name that we know at some point, even today, will still get bounced out uh, of a few submissions. It's something that a large part of it is a numbers game. And it's only because, and I know you've seen this on your tracks. I've certainly seen it on mine at the Big Conf. There's so many quality submissions. Mm -hmm. And so if there's two that are similar or if there's something on a different track that was similar, your excellent talk could still get cut. Just because there was something else that was similar and perhaps fit better on a different track, and so it had yeah. nothing to do with what you submitted. it had nothing to do with you as a quality the quality of your your speaking or anything like that. It was just congruence or, or lack of congruence with other with other submissions in, in the program.
1: yeah, and you know the other thing that that I found over the last few years is Um, for a while I felt a lot of pressure to always be coming up with new ideas and I can only do a certain presentation, you know, once or twice. And, you know, there's really room for, for both, right? You can, if you have a good presentation, if you have a really good idea, definitely submit that same one. And one of the things i found that's really helpful with, you know, submitting it is, um, you know, usually there'll, there'll be a field that says, have you done this before? can say, yes, I have. Um, And here's the feedback that I got. And here's how I made it better because of that. Okay, now vice versa. On the other side, right, if you do have a new idea, right, it's totally fine to say, hey, this is a totally new presentation. But I'm really excited about it, because, um, you know, I had this experience here, or, you know, I had a conversation here. And and I really think this will help the community. So I think the thing is, you don't have to feel like everything needs to be new and you can never repeat anything. Um, You know, there's always different variations on ideas. But I've also found that when I go to things that I'm like, oh, I feel like I've heard about this before and then I hear about it. I'm like, oh, I mean, I have heard about that before, but I forgot about that. And sometimes we just need to go back to basics, too. So, you know, if you have new ideas, that's great. If you have ideas that you have a different spin on or, hey, this didn't work this way for me, um, that's good, too. Just make sure that you're explaining that and people will definitely take
0: heed yeah we always need the the back to basic talks uh yeah
1: this absolutely if this, this was easy. is easy
0: <laughs> it's 20 years old there's new generations of people moving into agile every day uh, there's people who have not heard the basic talks yet there's people who have not heard the advanced idea talks yet there's room for everybody uh, and i think it's uh the work that you're going to do at this at this workshop is going to be great bringing people in i think uh if people are looking to pair uh, I know that you know Lisa Crispin certainly sets the bar very high. Her willingness to pair with with people to get them involved is, is wonderful. I'm certainly willing to do that. I would love to uh, to have some people come forward and say, "Hey, I would really love to pair on a talk." I think that it was a lot of fun. You know, Amitai mm-hmm. and I did it as an experiment, um, and we had a blast doing it. We actually found an ex- experimental way to give a talk that perhaps we'll talk about in an, in another episode. That uh, it led to a pretty interesting. Format and, and outcome so uh, certainly you know i I owe it to the community you know Diane was a great mentor to me as I was getting started and to pay it forward I would love to help others um, I don't know how about you how you feel about that Natalie not to put you on the spot, but I know that I know that you've been mentoring others as well and I think if people just reach out they have some ideas and they want to get some quick feedback and perhaps even you know deeper uh, feedback if if we decide to pair or or, or you know just provide a deeper review. I think that could be interesting.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's been so many people in the community that have helped me in various ways and I'm always looking to, to pay it forward, whether that be a quick email or, Hey, can you look at this, this submission? What do you think before I submit it? Um, you know, do you want to try and pair on this or pair in writing something? I, I love doing that stuff. Um, I wish I, I wish I had more time than I used to have, or that I, excuse me, I wish I had more time like I used to have, but, Um, again, it goes to, to priorities and when the stuff is important, like this is, I will find a way to fit it in. So definitely, um, definitely looking to, to pay it forward and, um, continue to help out people. Like I've gotten the help along the way.
0: That's great. So everyone you have, uh, you, you have help. So I hope that, (laughs) I, I hope we'll see many of you at the, the women in agile workshop where, It sounds like we're going to give people some very practical steps uh, to get started in their speaking careers, some possible mentorship, the opportunity to give a keynote, which many Mm -hmm. of us that have been giving talks for a number of years still don't have that keynote under the belt. So I think it's just a a wildly great opportunity for people uh, to get started. And, And Natalie, just want to say very, you know, just I'm very appreciative of you coming on the show and sharing this. It's great work that you're doing. And, uh, you know, totally excited to see how how this all turns out.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, thank you. I'm, I'm so happy to be able to come on and, and promote it um, just because I, you know, uh, I don't, I'm the face behind the event kind of, but it's really just for everybody else out there. Um, and I just, I hope that people can get value out of it. And, you know, we can keep sustaining it from year to year and keep helping more people because, um, you know, that's really the only thing I think that's going to continue to build the community and build ideas is by continuing to get more in there. And, you know, we got to look at different ways, different ways of doing it because we've been doing the same thing for a while.
0: Couldn't agree more. I think that's a great place to leave this episode of Agile for Humans. Natalie, thank you again for joining us. It's always great to hear from you. I hope you uh, continue to join us as, uh, as we continue getting these episodes out. So thank you again. And, yeah. Uh, really looking forward to see you seeing you in Columbus.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Path to agility is coming up May 24th and 25th. Good friend of the show. Faye Thompson, uh, is at the, the lead of, of that conference along with Koha, uh, the central Ohio agile user group that, uh, puts on a great show each year in Columbus at the Ohio state university. Uh, really looking forward to seeing Natalie and Faye and, and host of many other people there. Um, as we, uh, as we make it into Columbus again. Uh, And so we'll have a chance to catch up. So that'll be great. But otherwise I think we'll leave it here. So we won't do any promotion. I think this is just, let's leave it with, with the women in agile event. And uh, well, maybe we did a little promotion for Faye, but, (laughs) but that's not bad. But again, Natalie, thanks for, for being here. Thanks for all the work you're doing in the community. It's great stuff to the listeners out there. Thank you for listening. Um, It's just humbling. Every time I, I, I lo- I log into uh, the hosting system and take a look at the numbers. They just keep going up, which means you're sharing the show. You're helping others find the show. It just uh, it's great to see, and just cannot say thank you enough. So to listeners out there, thank you for sharing. Thank you for listening. Be- thank you for being out there, and uh, you know just keep contributing to the community. I think it's it's how we all get better, and just uh, cannot say thank you enough. So with all that said, this is. Another episode of Agile for Humans. I'm your host, Ryan Ripley, saying everyone have a great night. Thanks for listening to Agile for Humans. Let's keep the conversation going. Drop us a question on Twitter at Agile for Humans or visit agileforhumans.com.